0: I don't care if your dog is 8 weeks old or 18 years old, or if your dog is 8 pounds, or if your dog is 150 pounds. All dogs have energy, and all dogs need an energy outlet. So on today's episode, that's what we're going to talk about. The proper energy outlets that you should be taking advantage of with your dogs. Let's talk about it next. Let's get this week's episode going. Hey everybody, I am Jake from On Dog academy.com. The first thing I want to say is I do apologize, I was not able to put a podcast out last week. I was in California judging a Ring trial, and that was Super Bowl weekend. And Sunday, on my way home, I ended up getting a super bad migraine before getting on the plane, and then two flights later watching the Super Bowl on the plane, trying to, landing, and then finally trying to recover, it kind of wiped me out last week. So I was really not in a good place to be able to uh, record a podcast because my energy was super low. If anyone deals with migraines, you kind of understand that there's this hangover period afterwards, and I think because I was on the flights and I had to take off and landings really did a number on me, and I had to do it two different times because I flew from California to Colorado, Colorado to Minnesota back home, um, it just really wiped me out. So I do apologize for not getting to it last week, but I am going to do one this week. Obviously, I'm here. So thank you guys. Um, hopefully hopefully you didn't miss me. I don't know. Who knows if you did or not, whatever. Um, but what I wanted to talk about on this week's episode is your, dog, your dog's energy outlet needs. It's no... It's no secret that dogs have energy, right? And, and again, like you heard in the intro, I don't care the age of your dog. I don't care the breed of your dog. I don't care the size of your dog, whatever. Every dog has an energy outlet requirement of some kind. Now, what I find a lot of people do is they take this dog, a dog and they don't consider a bunch of things. They just say... Well, I play fetch with them, or I let them go outside, or I do these different things. And they say, That's my energy outlet for my dog. They don't really look at the dog and dive into kind of what will be the proper or or most effective way or the funnest way for the dog to get that energy outlet. And I feel like that's a mistake. You know, I think people, you know, let's just say like, so I have a basset hound. No, I had a, oh my gosh, I had a basset hound. Copper died three years ago. He was like 12. I had a basset hound. Now, Maybe I can go jogging with Luda our Malinois, but I can't just go, okay, I'm going to go jog with Copper our Basset Hound. Is that going to be fun for him? Oh, absolutely not. I can guarantee that. Is it going to get rid of his energy? Yeah, for sure. But it's not fun for him. So he's not going to want to do it. Plus he's a Basset Hound. It's not the healthiest thing in the world for them to be going running miles with their bone structure and everything. But That's what I kind of want to talk about today. It's not going to be a super long podcast um, or episode this week, but I want to talk about the benefits of finding the proper energy outlets for your dog and what that might look like. So the first thing is, is the issue that if you don't have an energy outlet for your dog can raise, right? So if your dog is, let's just take a, a, we'll just go herding dogs because that's kind of, I have a Malinois. So we'll just say, we'll say you got a Malinois and I do nothing with him nothing. He's a house dog. He sits around all day, lays around all day. I give him no outlets. Maybe I do a little bit of training, whatever, but I'm not getting rid of that energy. What that can turn into is that can actually manifest into different things that can manifest into behavior issues. Maybe the dog gets bored. And in my opinion, boredom is more of a dog having excess energy and just not having a good outlet to get rid of that energy. Um, I do think dogs get bored, but I think that's kind of more of what it is. And so, you know, the dog gets bored and, and, and the energy manifests into self mutilation where the dog starts to chew on themselves. If you see dogs chewing on their paws, creating little hot spots, you know, excessive itching, you might see dogs starting to chase their tails. You might see dogs, uh, uh destroying couches there or playing keep away, getting naughty as people would say, um, with them. And what I find is once you start to find the proper outlets for the dog, you're going to you're going to keep these behaviors from coming up as often. I'm not going to say it's going to fix anything. I hate the word fix when it comes to dog training or anything in general, but I think it keeps things away. If you satisfy your dog's energy needs, your dog is going to have less of that energy to put into bad behaviors. So, really consider what's going on with your dog and maybe if an energy a proper energy outlet is going to be something that's beneficial for them. Um, the, the next thing is what you want to start to consider when you're, you're deciding like, what is my energy outlet, proper energy outlet for my dog is what does your dog like to do? So the example I gave earlier with our basset hound, I said running I can guarantee you, he does not enjoy running. And so we want to find things our dogs enjoy. And the reason for that is because I like to take energy outlets as an opportunity to bond with my dog playing, doing different things like that. So if I'm doing something that's not fun for my dog, my dog's going to see it more as a chore than it is a game. And I want those energy outlets to be fun and a game for my dog. So again, you look at things like, okay, well, if your dog likes to play fetch, cool. That's something you certainly can do. And you know, I read something recently and I, I really disagree with it where they said, well, fetch isn't a good exercise. I disagree because I do think you're using a lot of different muscles. You throw the ball and and the ball's bouncing around. Your dog's cutting, moving around, doing things like that. So I think fetch is actually a decent energy outlet as long as you're doing enough of it. If you're like, I'm going to go outside when it's 10 below, throw the ball three times and say, okay, I'm cold. I'm going in. That didn't probably nothing for your dog, you know, and it's not going to really satisfy much energy needs. So you need to Make sure that whatever you're going to do is going to be able to achieve the goal of basically depleting my dog's energy at least temporarily, right? If we just like, okay, so I'm, you know, we live in Minnesota. If I just sat in the house all day and did nothing, I'd start to get cabin fever. I'd go stir crazy and it which wouldn't be healthy. So I purposely try to say, okay, I'm going to go outside with the dogs. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to, you know, walk around in the woods or do whatever. And those energy outlets satisfy me enough to where I don't get that cabin fever. Well, dogs are the same way. So things your dog enjoys, right? So if your dog likes to to chase things, fetch is a really good game to do with that. If your dog likes tug of war, those are really good games. That is that is something I think that dogs really enjoy doing. Um, if your dog likes brain games, let's say your dog let's say your dog isn't much of an athlete or your dog has health issues, or your dog is old, whatever it might be, maybe doing brain games. Brain games, believe it or not, brain games are energy-depleting exercises, right? You get your dog... I mean, think about it. if you go to work, right? You go to work and you sit at a desk all day. If you if you do this, you may understand. You sit at a desk all day. You come home from work and you are tired. You did no real physical work. You did a lot of mental work. That mental work is exhausting, and that is in another in another form, a way of, of exercise. Now I do think dogs need physical exercise, just like humans need physical exercise for health. But when you're looking at like an energy outlet, that is something you can certainly take advantage of. And and so I want you to sort of consider that. Think about what your dog likes to do for games. If your dog has games that are maybe inappropriate, like your dog likes to destroy things, play keep away, whatever, come up with ideas on ways to make that game fun for you and your dog. If you guys can find a way to mutually make something, and it's going to take time, but if you can find something that's going to mutually make and be fun for you and your dog, it's going to go a long ways. I don't want you to say, my dog loves to chew on couches, so I'm just going to buy a couch and let him destroy it. No, let's find appropriate chews. Maybe buying like a bite wedge or pillow, and uh, not an actual sleepy pillow, like a bite pillow, and letting your dog just unload onto that and letting him tug and play and encourage him to bring it back to you and engage in those games. Maybe that's something that would be beneficial. The other thing to keep in mind is what is your dog bred for? And this can always, you know, you can say your your dog's a herding dog, but you know, again, it'll sort of go back into what your dog enjoys doing because there's definitely a lot of herding dogs that I know that don't enjoy herding. So, but finding something your dog maybe is bred to do or enjoys doing is really good. So, take like a herding dog, for example. Maybe that dog likes to, to chase things, right? So, again, like I said, you're going to play fetch. Maybe your dog likes, you know, if your dog likes chasing things or is a good herding dog, potentially taking a herding class is something that you could. You could definitely look at doing, right? Herding dogs are very intelligent dogs. So playing those brain games with them might be something good. Terriers love to, to chase and hunt. So finding something, whether it be barn hunting or just having a toy and playing find it games, or again, tug of war with, with, with terriers and stuff, they really seem to enjoy that. Hounds, hounds love, especially scent hounds, love to smell. Now, I think terriers love smelling, herding dogs love smelling, working dogs, non-working dogs, whatever, sporting dogs, they all like smelling. If your dog's really into sniffing around, take advantage of that and turn that into some sort of energy outlet game, like a nose work game. Nose work, in my opinion, is more of a mental than a physical energy outlet. But you look at search and rescue and you look at tracking and you look at different things like that. Those are really good energy, physical energy outlets that your dogs can certainly get get into so again I want you to just find something that's going to be mutual mutually enjoyable or at least something you can tolerate that's really fun for your dog those energy outlets are going to be critical to just living with your dog long long term we want them to be happy which in turn would make us happy as well because we're both living very uh, 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 happy lives and, and it just kind of works out well the last thing I just want you guys to kind of think about here and I told you this would be a short short episode is your dog's age. A lot of times when dogs start to get older, people start to put them on the shelves, right? They're like, "Well, my dog's retired, my dog's this, my dog's that." So I'm just going to have him be a, a hang around dog, right? Going to hang around the house, we're not going to do anything, you know, stuff like that. In my opinion, age doesn't matter. Because what I find with a lot of dogs is their body starts to go before their brain does. Meaning, and and I think people deal with this too, meaning mentally they're going to say, yeah, I really want to do that. But but physically, maybe they can't do the same thing, right? So maybe your dog can't play tug at the level they used to or can't go tracking like they used to. That doesn't mean you can't simplify the game and make it still very enjoyable for the dog. We're trying to keep them happy. And I also find that when dogs have jobs, especially if it's a safe job and it's not one that's going to like, burn their body out but if a dog has a job or has that energy outlet and you continue to do it through its whole life I think again it's very much like people where they find that when people retire and they don't really have anything to do they actually start to to kind of I hate the term but deteriorate a little bit quicker right but if they have a job if they have a a, a purpose They tend to live longer or at least have a happier, more fulfilled life. And I think that's the same with dogs. So even if your dog retires from a sport or is getting older, arthritis is starting to kick in or whatever is going on, even if those type of things are happening, don't stop doing games with your dog. Interact with them. I remember, and I've told the story before with Copper, our bass and when he got older, uh, like I think he was like 10 or so. He, you know, we we weren't doing a whole lot with him. Um, We do some stuff here and there. But we decided, you know what, we're going to put him into an advanced class, a training class. And he absolutely enjoyed himself to the fullest because he was out working. He's like, oh, my God, we had Luda at the time. We still have Luda, but we had Luda and he was young. So we were putting a lot of time and focus and energy into Luda. And we're like, you know what, Copper deserves to have this energy outlet that he enjoys. He loved working. So we took this basset hound into the advanced or upper level class, uh, and he was like the best student there. He did everything amazing, and he was so happy to be out doing that. And just watching the—I mean—watching the dog's enjoyment increase and even when we go home he'd be tired but he'd be so happy and he just would be almost more thankful to us and and he'd come up to us you know more and want attention more and he was like that was so fun it just seemed like he was so thankful for that and ha- and, and he would sleep like a baby when we'd get home you know because it's still he's 10 so it was hard on him but he loved it and that that to me is worth all that it, it's so worth it to me to take these old dogs and find things to do so don't let the dog's age determine whether you do stuff with them or not find those proper energy outlets take advantage of them work with your dogs keep them happy and they'll live hopefully you know knock on wood they will live longer happier more fulfilled lives which you know is what we want from them it's what we want in our own lives so just remember that so the last thing guys uh before i I let you guys get out of here i want to let you guys know if you're looking for more podcasts uh where I talk to people and stuff we actually on our on our ondogtrainingacademy.com website we have a section that is podcasts that I have guest appeared on go in there and check those out there's a lot of different different topics we talk to homeschoolers we talk to runners we talk to uh we do a lot with parents and things like that um we talk about just Being better people and stuff and so it's it's really interesting variety of topics So if you've enjoyed listening to me on this podcast I definitely recommend jumping over to some of these other podcasts that I have guest appeared on And take a listen to them there there's you'll learn something different You'll learn something different about me i'm sure because everyone is a little bit uh, different and interesting And it's just a really good time I have yet to have a podcast where I have not enjoyed myself thoroughly and so We update these every time uh, I, I guess to appear on a podcast, and as soon as it gets p- uh, posted, I put this on our website. So check back frequently because we will be having more and more and more. I am scheduled to be on a couple more already. One actually will be tomorrow and I'm excited to go on and talk to them. So keep that in mind as well. Obviously you can check out our website for other things, courses, one-on-one lessons, and all that fun stuff. So guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Hopefully I'm back next week. Hopefully the migraine monster doesn't come back and smack me in the face. Normally it doesn't this quick, but you never know. But I appreciate you guys. And like always, hopefully we'll see you next week.